Hold on, I gotta pee. You know what? I'm gonna stop you from peeing, and I'm gonna take over the intro and say hello, everybody, and welcome to Skates to Throats, uh, your source for hockey news and insights into the bloody beautiful sport that we all know and love, ice hockey. My name is Dakota Lashock, and I'm joined as always by my two guests, my two my two good friends. I've got Chris Patton on one side. Chris, how are you? I am doing wonderful, man. Got this uh, Milwaukee's best light because I like to live the best life possible when drinking beer and doing this okay. podcast. You spent five cents on a six pack. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Uh, holding it down. Devil's got a win today, so I'm I'm in extremely good spirits. And uh, hey, if you're listening to this, check us out on <laughs> at Spotify skates to throats podcast um and make sure you check out our subsidiary oh look at that i used a big word geek vibes nation check it out for all the comments. also have a wrestling podcast so if you like wrestling check that shit out too it is called uh wrestling geeks alliance but hello everyone very excellent that was a very good intro i'm proud of you for that um and if you and while we're on while we're on the subject of uh you know listening and stuff if you want to go ahead just drop a review for us it helps us you know it lets us know that, hey, we're out here. We're listening to you. We want to hear your thoughts. But before I get into that, I have to introduce my other friend. I've got my friend Keegan here. Keegan, how are you, bud? Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. I'm uh, I'm hurting today. You know, I went out to the rink, decided to throw the pads on and have a little bit of fun. And let's just say I uh, think I made too tight of a save. So now I'm enjoying uh, a little A&W cream soda, which was first introduced in 1986 by the A&W Root Beer <laughs> Company. Uh, right. One of the top brands, caffeine-free, definitely great choice. The smooth, refreshing taste of A&W cream soda is helping me heal my groinal injury. Gotcha. See, this is, this, this is the hard-hitting topics that no other hockey podcast is talking about. <laughs> I've always is wanted there... to know about A&W cream soda. So there... The real question is, is are there any AW, ANW uh, restaurants left? Because didn't they have like a burger joint? Yes, kind of I believe there's still one place. where my grandparents live in Pennsylvania. In Western PA, I'm pretty sure there's still one. There was one here, and, and then it was like tied into a KFC, which seems super suspect because they're yeah. normally tied into like Taco Bell or Pizza Hut with KFC. So KFC I never trust- goes with everything. It kind of does. So there's actually a song uh, about this entire topic uh, called Pizza Hut slash Taco Bell. And it's all about going to the combination Pizza Hut and Taco Bell. Hey, so, you know, like the A&Ws are around, but they're they're all thrown together because I guess they're all owned by the same parent company. A&W, KFC, Pizza Hut and um, Taco Bell. God, yes. This, so. This- this is it. I mean, this is <laughs> this is it. This is the hardest hitting hockey topics we could. I mean, are we gonna are we gonna talk about hockey today? Or, talk I hockey? Mean, no, I'm learning uh, about A and W, man. <laughs> I'm already on board the A and W train. We have real shit to talk about, and it's whether or not this song that you speak of was written by Phil Kessel. That's See, the... I was sure it was who let the dogs out by Baja, man, but I was proven wrong. Damn it. <laughs> Damn you, Baja um, yeah. man. <laughs> On the yes. real topics, we we shall we shall get into them if I can just pull up my own notes because again I am the definition of professional at this. <laughs> uh, but yes, without further ado, I will I will speak wonderfully of my my favorite team for a moment because uh, they're sitting in third place right now, seventy seven points. 
behind the Capitals and the Pittsburgh Penguins. The Philadelphia Flyers have fucking really put it on these past couple of games. Uh, seems the pain train's not going to be stopped. Uh, you know, it's this is the playoff situation is starting to take its initial shape, I would say, because we're, we're rapidly approaching the end of the season. I think we've got, what, like a month and, month and a couple days left? Yeah, so, uh, they're about. What do you got? Yeah, I want to hear your guys' thoughts. What you want to think? What you think is going to happen? Who you think is going to stay? If you, if there's any sneaky teams that might make an appearance. So I'll start with you, Chris. What are your thoughts on the current standings with your Devils? <laughs> out of uh, out of out of contention, I would say. So the Devils are way out of contention. They did. Uh, they're playing spoiler. They're going to play these top teams as hard as possible. <laughs> if they sleep, they will take a loss. Uh, Washington spent the entire game trying to get Ovechkin the 700 goal, which he did. Congratulations to Ovechkin. We're going to talk about that a little bit later. But uh, the Devils won the game, so that helped your Flyers out. So you're welcome. Uh, make sure to send Mackenzie Blackwood some some tasty treats in the mail. Oh, yeah, we'll send him a Rolex. Uh, yeah, so some, some Rolexes. Uh, now, all jokes aside, I think that where we're sitting right now, obvi- the Pacific is the scariest because I, I don't know how to predict that thing. It's a toss-up. It's still a toss-up. Um, but where we're kind of sitting in as far as the East goes, I think that's going to be pretty much the playoffs. I uh, think so, too. I I, I, I want to say that... With the exception, because and Keegan, you can you can expound upon this. Uh, I still, I mean, the Rangers are not too far out of it, and they've been playing good lately. Um, do you think there's a chance they might try to sneak into that final wild card spot? I mean, they're about what they're about twelve points behind. Sixty-eight, and Columbus is sitting second place in wild card with seventy-three. So they're, again, they're not. Ah, well, true, true. They're they're close for that wild card. I mean, if they continue their uh, their their little, they're they're seven and three for the last ten. So if they continue that on that sort of uh, level of play, absolutely, I'd have to double check who they're who they're going to be playing next upcoming few games. But if they keep if they keep that level of play, they could definitely squeeze into the wild card. For sure, I think it's a. Uh... I think the wild card is honestly where you're going to see the most action, at least for the uh, for the Eastern Metropolitan, or I mean Atlantic, unless Toronto keeps fucking doing this little belly slide that they've been doing lately. Uh, you know, I I don't see Tampa Bay giving up giving up the spot that they've fucking clawed their way for. Boston, I don't think is going anywhere. They're sitting at ninety fucking points, so you know, <laughs> I guess yeah, they need to play this season. Yeah, Boston's at 90 points on a five-win streak, and they're probably going to add one additional player before the trade deadline tomorrow. Uh, yeah, they're, they're just going to sit there at the tippy-top, I believe. Yeah, uh, I guess the, the most surprising thing to me is the Florida Panthers have really been hanging in there. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, they're only two points out of it. They're a game away from being in a contention. Well, I mean, not really contention. I guess just passing Carolina. But again, still not more than two games out. I think the biggest thing when you look at the uh, the Eastern Conference is, is teams like the Sabres and the Canadians that are right there on the bubble. Yeah. I, I don't think they're going to catch them. I don't uh, think so. Yeah. You, you have to sell, so you could see someone like Kolvachuk moving. Ristolainen, who's not very happy as a Sabre, maybe he gets moved. 
I mean, those are all rumors that have been floating out there for a while. But uh, I mean, they're like Buffalo six points back. It's not unsurmountable, but it's also going to be really, really hard to do at this point. And I don't think that team, outside of Jack Eichel, I don't think that team has shown us any like true want to win. Uh, Jack Eichel, on the other hand, he's he's trying. He's putting them on his shoulders, but there's uh, only so much so much he can do. And I don't think it's a problem with coaching, too, because Ralph Kruger is a wonderful coach. Uh, I just don't know if it's the right fit for Buffalo's style of play. I, I, I just feel bad for any team coming out of the Atlantic division that has to play the Metro in the playoffs, yeah. honestly. Um, because the Islanders are only three points back for the Flyers. They just picked up Andy Green. He's looked good the, the two games that he's played with them so far. If they pick up some additional scoring, let's say they maybe pick up Kovalchuk from the Canadians and it clicks under, uh, I can't think of the wonderful coach that they had that used to coach from Washington. Um, Trotz? Barry Trotz? Yeah, Trotz. Yeah, Barry Trotz. So if that clicks, if they get someone like that, or maybe they go out, I I don't think the Devils are going to trade with them again. So I don't feel like Paul Mary will be going to the Islanders, which would be like the big... The, the scorer that's left out of the top scorers that's possibly on a trade block. Um, but you could maybe see like Kovalchuk going to the Islanders, uh, get some scoring there. The Capitals are the ones that I'm more worried about kind of falling into the wild card uh, because they look like trash playing against the Devils today. Devils had a uh, basically all AHL defense uh, outside <laughs> of PK Subban. And uh, not to make fun of Washington too much because McKenzie Blackwood did play incredible in net. But they, as someone who just recently watched this team a few hours before the show, they did not look like the team they looked like two months ago. Let's say that. And you have to wonder if at this point it's because they've been going so balls to the wall with trying to rack up as many points as they possibly could. Is this late season fatigue? You know, is this something that's going to be a problem going into the playoffs? Which I mean. It's it's hard to say, but that team has so much talent on it, you know. But at some point, you're gonna you're gonna go into a slide. It happens every season with every team. Yeah, I, I mean the the very interesting thing is, I pretty much thought that the Rangers were out of the playoffs, and they have called their way back through some great goaltending and some good play, and and this is one of our topics, so we might as well get into it. Yeah. Talk- continue to talk about the standings is at this point they're f- what four points out yeah no, they're at 68 seven, points seven, uh seven points out right yeah from columbus do you yeah. trade Kreider? because that's not like a crazy run they could win <laughs> they're on a two-game win streak they've looked good with shesterkin and net um uh, do you sell Kreider or do you wait until you get it yeah you wait till the end of the year. That's it's that's kind of the question. I want to get Ke- Keegan. What are your uh, what are your thoughts on this? Because you're the actual you're the Rangers fan among us. So <sighs> listen, I'm gonna tell you right now. I I don't know. Maybe it's just it's one of those things where I don't want it to happen. But I want to see Kreider stay with the Rangers. Absolutely. But at the same time, you know, if they if they trade him out and they get some younger talent in there. And I mean, like like you guys said, I mean, they're they're they could easily jump into the wild card, you know, if they have a good, if they have a strong push. Absolutely, 
Um, just like Chris was saying, Shesty's in the net and Shesty's dominating. They get some younger talent, you know. Who's Chris Kreider? <laughs> <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. And uh, with that, I guess we'll jump over to the Western Conference because looking at it, this this has pretty much looked the same throughout throughout the season. You know, St. Louis, I doubt, is going to give up their spot. They have just <laughs> they fucking killed this uh, season, and rightfully so. I mean, it, it's great to see a team that can come back from winning a Stanley Cup and not have to deal with the hangover thing where they go back to being a trash team. Um, Colorado, obviously, has been outstanding this year. Dallas has fucking earned their way to where they are. Uh, you know, jumping over to Pacific, you got Vegas up there, which... Fucking kudos to them, honestly. I, you know, with Gallant going, I thought the team was going to go into a bit of a slide, but uh, seemed to have rallied around Pete DeBoer, and, you know, hey, if you're going to keep it going, keep it going. Uh, and with Vegas, I can talk because they did just trade uh, Cody Eakin to the Winnipeg Jets, uh, which, as you know, is my least favorite team. So uh, it's going to be really hard for me, but I think I can learn to hate Cody Eakin. Um, you got Edmonton somehow still holding on, uh, which is telling of the Pacific because Vegas is in lead with 72 points, whereas he transferred to the Metro, you know, Pittsburgh's in the lead with 80, but they're tied with Washington. So not a terribly hard division to be good in, which makes it hard to really throw any kind of prediction because it's, honestly, it's anyone's game. Uh, I think the one that is firmly out of contention would be San Jose, Anaheim, and L.A. because... I mean, let's face facts. There's just no way they're going to get back. Um, Arizona, right on the bubble there at 68 points. They're tied with Calgary. Nashville, only a game out. Minnesota, two games. Chicago, two or three games. It's anyone's game here, and I I have a feeling Chicago can make that last uh, that last part of the season push. So, what are your guys' thoughts on the uh, how the Western Conference is shaping up? I'll start with you, uh, Keegan. Well. I'm going to tell you straight up, this is literally the wild, wild west, all right? It, 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 when you say it's anyone's game, that is absolutely 100% no baloney. Trying to watch my language. Uh, Fuck yeah, no baloney, boy. That goes to me. <laughs> I yeah, that. No baloney. I mean, honestly, I'm, I'm going to be so excited to watch the Coyotes make this run, and... Uh, I, I, yeah, maybe I'm this, maybe I'm like an undercover Coyotes fan, but God damn it, this, this whole conference is just such a toss up for the most part that it's, it's, it's invigorating to see who's moving up, who's moving down, who's moving left, who's moving right. You know, it's just, ah, God, I couldn't, I, there, there's a very few teams, the Blues, the Blues. It keeps the season interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Golden Knights, they're going to – see, I can't even say this. I can't even say, like, oh, Golden Knights have it. No, because no. the U.S., there's, there's 72 one point. points. <laughs> yeah, it's one point. So it's like, all right, well. <laughs> it's anyone's game, which is true. Chris, what are your uh, what are your thoughts on this? I mean, honestly, I think Colorado is the best team out of, out of, all, out of this rank. I, I would, would agree with that. I would let everyone keep in mind that McDavid is coming back probably next week. So Edmonton's little bit of point slide will end as soon as McDavid gets back. He's going to help with scoring. So I will assume that they're going to get there. 
Uh, I don't see Chicago making a push just because their goaltending situation is real shit. But uh, for Phoenix, for our boy Keegan, his mistress team, apparently. Uh, this Darcy is the Colt Kemper, Castle podcast. <laughs> Darcy Kemper is coming back. They're, they they got him slated for Tuesday. So him coming back is a huge deal. Taylor Hall's obviously been scoring. Um, if Phil Kessel can somehow... He's taking the season situation. Off. Yeah, <laughs> he's kind of taking the season off. If he decides to actually start playing a little bit, they get some scoring, get somebody in net that's competent. Uh, I could easily see them making it. But like you guys said, it's a it's a complete toss up. It it, it is <laughs> all jokes aside, the wild west, um, especially with that point separation. But it's been like this for the past two months. You haven't seen as good as the Avalanche has been. You haven't seen them be able to separate their themselves um and the same thing with uh the golden knights but i only blame the golden knights not being up by like 85 points is the fact that they had to start malcolm suban for so many games when uh flurry's father passed away otherwise this they would be running away with first place that's a fair point i wanted to give malcolm suban the uh the benefit of the doubt because again he is you know he's it's like an eli manning situation you know you have to live up to a I would say a more successful older brother. I, I mean, goaltending and playing wing is two completely different positions, but a bit of the bit of the sibling syndrome with them. Uh, not a whole lot of confidence in uh, in that. And that's nothing new. I mean, it was the same thing last year. So, at what point do you say, okay, well, you know, we're gonna go with someone who has a little bit more confidence, um, or you know, just start flurry? I mean. Flurry's back. I haven't went to Vegas in a while, so I don't know if he's actually back yet. I think he is because he. I remember seeing him in net recently. Um, but yeah, Vegas is a team that absolutely has all the pieces. Um, Edmonton, fucking McDavid, Drysital, Nugent Hopkins. You got the fucking superstar team. Uh, Vancouver, fucking surprisingly, is still still in it. They're still holding on. Uh, Winnipeg got. Uh, just talked about them with their acquisition of uh, Cody Eakin, Calgary, which uh, Calgary is a, is, a, is a bit of a contention point for me because I want to bring up this because this rumor has been floating around since since before the season even started. Uh, Johnny Gaudreau, uh, do they trade him or do they keep him? Because I think it's eating a major part of his cap space. I know he's not doing as well as he did last year in goal production, so if you're Calgary and you're still holding on to that number two wild card spot, do you trade him for and hope to get a good return for him, or do you hold on to him and then see what happens after the season? I'm gonna start with you, Chris. Assuming we're talking about Giordano. No, Johnny Gaudreau. Uh, Johnny Gaudreau, Johnny Hockey. Um, yeah. Johnny Ham and Cheese. I don't see them trading him. Is, is he's their is he their captain or assistant captain? I don't think so. No, I think Giordano's captain. Yeah, so I I don't know. I, that just seems so weird to see a Calgary team without him. Uh, if they miss the playoffs, I guess all bets are off. They could they could go that route. I mean, they have until Monday, right? Yeah. So it's a big contract move, and he's having kind of an off season, and I'm. I don't know for sure. I'd have to look at Cap Geek or Cap Cap Friendly or whatever to see if he has a no trade clause. That might be the uh, the stopper or a modified no trade clause 
just because you're going to be limited on who you can move him to. Um, and the top teams are all kind of against the cap. Like, if you look at the Flyers, they're pretty much right there against it. Yeah. Um, I just, I don't even know where you would move him to, honestly, in what, in what you would get back. It, it, it's almost like if they're going to make that move, they would wait until the offseason. Um, yeah, that's a, that's an interesting question that I don't have a 100% I'm gonna put I'm gonna put my two cents and my uh my hot take theory into it. I'm gonna say that he goes to the Flyers. Uh, I think this is the one big trade that you could see the Flyers doing. Gaudreau has always expressed interest in playing for the Flyers. Uh, fun fact too, I grew up playing hockey with him. Uh, he's from Cherry Hill, New Jersey, which is like an hour away from where I am. Uh, been a lifelong Flyers fan. I think the Flyers would probably trade. Uh, Shane Gostas Bear, probably Joel Farabee or Morgan Frost for him. Um, but I could for sure see Johnny Gaudreau ending up on the uh, on the Flyers. Unfortunately, he'd have to change his number because I don't think Kevin Hayes is going to give up number thirteen. Uh, so, but so here's been, the real question: Yeah, is you're dropping Gostas Bear? He's a rental. Yeah, and that team doesn't need a rental. He's got to be re-signed in the offseason, so they get yeah. nothing from that. So you're going to send one player back. Are the Flyers willing to lose a first rounder for Goudreau? I think and, so. And possibly a second if, if, if Calgary has to retain salary, that's the other, or I mean, if, if the Flyers have to retain salary, you'd almost have to do like a first and a third or a, a first this year. And then a first two years later or something weird like that, which I, I don't think is impossible, but the Flyers are sitting in third place. They look really good. Hart, is is going to be healthy headed into the playoffs and they've been playing really really well since the devil slapped them in the mouth so <laughs> i don't thank you again <laughs> i don't know if uh if i make that move i think that's maybe even a bad ownership move to give away those picks um when your team is actually faring well and 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 also you don't know that it, like like you said he's been having a down season yeah, so. exactly. It's honestly, it's just a hot take I had on it because, again, he's always he's he's been a Flyers fan. He grew up a Flyers fan. You know, that's the one team he he wanted to. And this season seems to be the uh, the season for making dreams. Because I'm going to move on just to a just a quick side note of uh, MLB news. Uh, another guy I went to high school with and played hockey with, Matt Caesar, uh, moved to the Philadelphia Phillies. And I think that is fucking dope because the dude has a World Series ring with the Chicago Cubs. Uh, grew up, grew up, same, went to the same high school as I did. Uh, so I thought it was really cool that he ended up back in Philly. Uh, I just, I like to see stories like that happen. People go play back in their hometown. I think it's, uh, it's like when Tavares went last season to the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. You know, it's always cool to see a player go back and be able to play for the team he grew up going for. Boo, Tavares. Boo, boo. All right, well, we're not <laughs> Islanders fans here, so we don't need to do that. Hey, Keegan, uh, what are your thoughts on this potential trade? You got any follow-up? Yeah. I mean, are they gonna are they gonna call up Lanny McDonald for like a old time sake kind of thing and throw <laughs> you him bring back Lanny McDonald and that legendary <laughs> mustache to the Flyers? I will buy a ticket. I guarantee. It. Oh, we're talking about the Flyers. I thought he was just going to take Goudreau's spot on the on the Flames. <laughs> oh. 
I mean, oh, give, yes. give, give McDonald the A again. Let's just see what happens, you know? Get rid of Johnny Goudreau. Bring back Lanny. Let's just, like, hey, who knows? Let's see we what happens. We need more mustaches in the NHL. I, I, I can't, I, I can't deal with Austin Matthews' fucking I may own a van mustache. I'm going to take Keegan's response to that he thinks this trade's not fucking happening. Based yeah, on- I don't think it is either. It's just kind of cool what if thing. And I know it's been circulating that he's going to get traded. Uh, so, you know, it's it's anyone's guess, really. We won't know until Monday. So we can't know. start can't start doing the what if Flyers uh, gimmick because I'm pretty sure Eklund from Hockey Buzz will sue us. Oh, so- okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see your ass in court. I'm allowed to say what if. <laughs> We're going to be uh, out showing hands with fucking Eklund and Michael Agello in the streets <laughs> for talking about Flyers and, and the Maple Leafs. That, that's that's what our lives are about to be. It's like gangs of New York, but everyone's just wearing like retro hockey jerseys. <laughs> hey, I heard you were talking shit about my team, bud. What's up with that? I'm going to take you on my 87 Celica. <laughs> I mean, at least give you one there. (laughs) I I will say at least with our fucking broad predictions, it's just from a fan aspect. We're not trying to write. Exactly. I'm not a professional analyst. uh, Not a statistician. I'm just a, just a fan of hockey. And like other fans of hockey's, I hate when my team is doing terribly, which uh, if you're a fan of the Detroit Red Wings, they are on track for a historically bad season. Uh, I believe the, uh, they're, uh, (laughs) They're not doing too well, so if you were GM, if you were I'm Steve sorry, Austin, <laughs> did you really just say that? Oh yeah, they're they're, uh, not, they're not doing too well. Like yeah, really, uh, what are you, a doctor delivering news to a family <laughs> that they have cancer? Like yeah, just so you know, the uh, well, Red Wings, uh, they're not doing great. Yep, um, uh, you have cancer. <laughs> <laughs> like what? <laughs> Yeah, it's I'm a bandaid, bro. Good. Rip it Look, off. Man, I'm doing my best at leading here, okay? I tried to do it with a nice segue. It didn't work out. I'm not professional, okay? But that being <laughs> I, said, I liked the, I liked the segue, but like <laughs> it was like a cancer reveal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we got the test back. Uh, blood pressure's looking good. Cholesterol's good. Stage four cancer. Uh, Detroit's so doing terribly. <laughs> um. <laughs> so where we're just talking about how to fix Detroit. Yeah, if that... you're Steve Eiserman, what moves do you make in the offseason to not have a historically bad season again? You fly, you fly down to New Orleans, you find the best voodoo witch there, and you pray to God you get number one in this draft lotto. That's that's the first thing you do. Um, the second thing you do is you fail, uh, you fire this coach that they've had that's been their coach since Babcock left. Uh, he was, he won a, he won the Calder with the Grand Rapids, and I don't think he's a bad coach, but obviously the players aren't performing underneath him. I, you got to go out and get somebody. Gallant might get be a Gallant. good get. Um, we've we've talked about this in the past with some of the the coaches that have been recently fired as people that are possibly there and and one thing i did skip over pete DeBoer's done great with yeah. the the vegas golden knights and and like i've said if there's one thing he can do he might be able to get them back to the cup because he's good at getting at the cup he's never won one so uh, don't be surprised about that team in the playoffs um yeah, so no, nah, I mean, you have, you gotta fire the coach. They they can't fire the general manager because no. they just, I mean, they they base they just fucking got Yeiserman right, so he's gotta turn this team around. 
Yeah. Um, man. Do you, I, I guess you could try to trade uh, Anthony Siu if you feel like that he's not going to be a benefit for your team. They have to get goaltending. Like Howard's 30. He's either 36 or 37 because I think he's one year older than Snyder. And he played a lot of games for Detroit when they were making those playoff runs. And he's he's not the same goaltender anymore. And Bernier is a at best a backup in the National Hockey League. And I know he's performed well for them recently, but I mean, if you tell that to a Toronto fan, they'd fucking laugh at you because like Bernier performed well. Like how many games? Um, Three. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's a weird. What's your record again? <laughs> how many games have you won? And I mean, they're they're going through that. I, to some extent, the Devils have went through this as well. When you're when you've made the playoffs that many times in a row, and you have these aging players, like you, Lidstrom played for forever, right? Um, and and same thing with Backstrom and uh, or not Backstrom, Cronwall. Sorry, uh, Nicholas uh, Cronwall, um, Hen- Henrik Zetterberg, Pavel Datsuk. They've lost all of these old stars. They've tried to rebuild this team from scratch and uh they've made some ken holland made some really bad contract decisions with applicator which is like a seven million dollar contract he's like maybe a third line center at this point in his career um <sighs> I, you fire sell and and pray for the number one draft pick and, and you're still going to need one year to rebuild uh, just because they have, they still have bad cap and they have no goaltending, and a goaltender is not something you can easily come come by. I mean, they could look at the Rangers and go, "Give us Georgiev, and we'll give you Anthony Siu and like a first, or uh, not the first this year, obviously, or like a second. Um, they got to get someone there in net because like Bernier is not the answer, and like I said, uh, Howard, much like Snyder, he's uh, a little bit past it at this point in his career. Fair enough. Keegan, any thoughts on this? You you really want me to speak in a team that got a third of their wins this year? Yes. In 2020? Yes. Okay. All right. So the team... <laughs> uh, all right. I'll talk about a team that got five wins this year in 2020. Yeah, sure. Look, there's not much. There, Honestly, that. I don't know how any coach is going to look at this and be like, well, 15 for 44. We, we can get turn our this around. <laughs> you know, if I was that coach, and honestly, if I was that coach, it'd probably be the exact same thing. And you know what? I'd be like, well, I understand if you want me gone. Because you, you look at that and you're like, Jesus Christ, what happened? And I mean... Yeah, you know, the Red Wings had a had a really weird start and they just it, it's like that I don't know, maybe maybe they were racing motorbikes and their little bar never came down and he got stuck they got they got stuck at the fin- at the start line. Maybe that's what happened, who knows, but I don't even I can't even think of what I can do to help these guys like besides starting their chemo process. I I just I got nothing. Just to put I, it I mean, into a Put it into a little bit of context. They're sitting with 34 points, whereas the closest team to them is Ottawa, and they have 53 points. They're, it's uh, it's their bad. goal differential is negative 108. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's it's 
bad. It's not an ideal situation for anything, and we uh, we hope going forward. Uh, like, <laughs> I can just imagine the day the coach gets fired. He's like, "Yeah, you wanted to see me? Oh, I'm fired, ain't I? Oh, I was gonna do it myself, but uh, <laughs> yeah, this <laughs> this works. Okay. It's like you know well, we gotta fire you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, is like Gallant, he obviously has that relationship with Yeiserman. Yeah. He took the Vegas Knights, which was castaways from every other team. Maybe he can come in and do something. I don't think they're going to be like a playoff team next year. But, uh, you know, if they win the draft lottery at Lafarine, I think that goes a long way. Um, and maybe they can pick up some people in free agency. They're in full rebuild mode even more than the Devils are. Uh, they, they, they have no pieces. Which is unfortunate, and, and and a lot of that stems from Ken, Ken Holland and kind of how he handled. We have to continue to make the playoffs uh, and do this streak. In my opinion, I could be wrong. Maybe I uh, we should call in some Detroit experts. But as someone whose best friend is a Detroit Red Wings fan and watching these teams over the past six, seven years, that's kind of what it seemed like. Is they just threw shit against the wall, knowing they weren't going to make the cup, just so they would make the playoffs. And those bad decisions that they made have caught up to them. If they can get Gallant, I think that's that's fucking great. Um, and obviously, winning the draft lotto is not a guarantee. doesn't matter how bad you suck. Uh, and also, that Bowie kid that plays for them on defense, he should not fucking play in the NHL. Sorry, it's <laughs> terrible. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, it's, seems like there's a there's a couple more than a couple players on there that uh, should not be in the NHL. But uh, we'll move on from that, and we will talk about what we just alluded to a little while ago. Alexander Ovechkin, at the time I wrote my notes, he still did not have 700 goals. And tonight, against the New Jersey Devils, in a loss to them, he got 700. He's the second fastest player to reach 700 goals in the NHL. Listen, we knew this was coming, guys. We all knew he was going to get 700 at some point. Uh Absolute big congratulations to Alexander Ovechkin. Uh, for sure Hall of Famer, I guarantee that. Uh, dude's absolute legend. Uh, Russian machine never breaks. Chris. Yeah, it sucks that Blackwood's going to be known as the goalie that gave him the 700th when he had a 35 out of 33 save game. <laughs> and they won the game. Um, but, you know, congratulations. I love Ovechkin. I love, I actually think I sent you guys the quote of Yager. He said, if he stays in the NHL and he'll still have the passion for the game, then I think he'll break the record. Um, and then he said records, they're there to be broken, right? And Oveshkin yeah. has always been a player who did the maximum for his team to win, so he would deserve it. This huge talent he has for scoring goals is a big plus, and I think he's a good role model for other players as well, or two. I think he said two instead of as well. It's hard because it's translated. Um, but yeah, it's it's incredible to see what he does. I want to see Ovechkin continue to do well. Sucks that he scored against the Devils. The Devils got the win, but no one's going to remember that. They're going to be <laughs> remember the historic against McKenzie Blackwood. Um, even though McKenzie had a great game, they beat the Caps 3-2 today. And uh, the Devils, with this ragtag lineup, if I highlighted, you would probably know like some of the people, but definitely not all of them. It's specifically on defense, because I even had to look and be like, 
wait, hold the fuck are we doing? Oh, okay. We have one, two, three, four, four HL team players on the, the devil's defense right now. So uh, Blackwood was definitely the differentiate uh, di- differentiator there. Um, but good on them. I, I, if you watched the game, which I, which I did, they were definitely trying to load up Ovechkin the entire time to just get over that hump. And now that I think he's over that hump, the goals will start clicking again. It's it's kind of like the bait. Like you were talking about baseball earlier, it's kind of like a batting slump. That's that's what Ovechkin's kind of been in when once he hit kind of close to this record of 700. Fair point. Fair point, Keegan. Any thoughts on this? Yeah. Um. With Ovi, you know, I grew up not liking the guy. And he kind of grew on me as he matured. Absolutely amazing thing that he just did. You know, 700 goals. You know, second fastest to ever do it. Phenomenal. Um, But like you were saying, or uh, like Chris was saying with that slump. Yeah, I mean, I think what happened was as he got closer and closer to 700, you know, the hype started hitting and hitting and hitting. And people were like, all right, well, let's stop it. Let's stop him. And, yeah, he wasn't able to get it. Then you you get a game where you're like, all right, I'm going to get 700 this game. And then you don't. You're like, "Ah, that's fine. I can go out and do it, you know, another game. And he doesn't. And what's that going to do? That's going to hit him. He's going to be like, all right, no, I can do this. I can do this. I got this. And by that third game, you're like, God damn it. Give me my goddamn goal. (laughs) You know, um, but now, you know, now that he's broken that 700, yeah, I think I think it's going to be back to normal. You're going to see OV scoring left and right again. And, and I almost blame some of the Capitals' losses as the team trying to get him that goal. Like, they were overpassing and doing things they normally wouldn't do. They're like, come on, let's just get this over with so we can move forward. Um, specifically, I mean, even when we went back, he was at, what, uh, 698 against the Flyers in that blowout game after the Devils game? I think the Flyers beat them... 7-2 or something ridiculous like that. So this has been going back for a while. So it's good to see him get over the hump. Uh, and and like I said, I love Ovechkin. Sucks he did it on McKenzie Blackwood. Devils won the game, but no one's going to remember that. They're just going to show the 700th goal highlight. Not that he lost the game. But so is history, right? That it is. That it is. And with that, I guess we will move on to trade rumors or we can talk about trades. Uh, Chris, you want to you want to run through some of the big trades? Yeah, I mean, I, unfortunately, the well, I, I don't want to say unfortunately, because I think the Devils actually came out really well on both of these trades. Devils traded two people. They traded Andy Green, who was their captain. Um, great defensive player, but he is a defensive defenseman. He's not going to get you any goals. He was drafted by Lou Lamorello's crew. Makes sense he goes to the Islanders. Um, give me just a second to get this trade pulled up here. Sure. Uh, so basically, let's see. The, the, the Islanders got green. He's 37. He's on an expiring contract. So he could technically re-sign with the Devils and finish out his career if he wants to play one more. He was already in talks about retirement. Devils obviously aren't making the playoffs. They got uh, the 2021 Islanders second round pick and prospect David Quinville. This is the second Quinville the Devils have had. They traded one earlier this year to, uh, <laughs> I think it was part of that Taylor Hall trade. Uh, David Quinville's 
I don't think he's going to be an NHL player. He's more just of a player to move more than anything else. Um, all of that being said, I like this trade because Green is pretty much done. The Devil's season's kind of over. It frees up cap space, even if it's just for the season. Like I said, he's gone after the end of the season anyways. And if they want to bring him back, they can. Um, and it's really Andy Green actually had a no-trade clause. So finding the perfect fit for him and his family and moving him, it, it the Islanders just make a lot of sense. So I had well, yeah, it's what, like a twenty-minute drive. <laughs> yeah, so like you know, for him and his family and where they live and everything, it just fit in well. And he's going to play well on that defense, especially considering the injuries the Islanders have. So uh, I, there was a lot of fans out there that were complaining about either the return on green or the fact that he traded green. And I just say it's a good trade. He has a shot at at least making the playoffs. Maybe the Islanders can have a weird push. He was the first game there. He was on their first line, which is crazy to me. Um, just because like Andy green's been the anchor on the devil's first line for a long period of time and penalty kills. He's good at playing defense only. Um, but yeah, he had a good showing out his first game, so good for the Islanders, and I'll definitely cheer for Andy Green if he shows up in the playoffs with the Islanders. And I don't know if they would be playing, but I'd probably be cheering for the Islanders just because of Andy Green could send off. One of my favorite players because of the way he handles himself and the way he... Uh, just just kind of everything about Andy Green I've always liked. But, but he is by no means the guy that's going to score you a ton of goals or or points in general right so it's uh it's a weird one the biggest trade um in a lot of ways it set the trade market was blake coleman who was the leading scorer of the devils he had if you haven't seen it the crazy backhand at the beginning of the season where he was falling on his back and shooting the backhand goal um good player the thing is is they re-signed him his contract will put him over the wrong age of of 30 essentially and the devils get back a first round pick and they also get uh nolan foot who is adam foot's son he's a big big banger he's two-way forward think you know jumbo joe um i'm trying to think of other big two-way forward anyways he's that kind of guy he's gonna be good in front of the the net not a apparently according to scouting not a great skater but has an nhl quality shot already so for the devils this is like a win-win because the lightning drafted this guy as a first round pick we get a second first round pick and then they get blake coleman doubles and like i said he's yeah, i think he's 27 28 years old so by the time they sign that contract to be a four three four year deal he's already in his 30s so for the devils who are rebuilding great deal um and it did set the market a little bit for everything else that was going on. So as far as like devil's trades, those are those. And if you guys want to hit the rest of these, we, we can do that more together. Or if you have opinions on these, let me know what you think about the return and uh, the teams that got these players, because uh, the lightning specifically, I think they got fucking fleeced on this deal, but maybe I'm wrong. Oh, it remains to be seen. I think the, uh, the one other major one I wanted to talk about was uh, David Backus uh, going to the Anaheim Ducks for Andrej Case. Um, I haven't watched too much of Anaheim this season. I don't, uh, I don't know too much. I knew Backus was a solid player for the Bruins. Uh, I know he contributed a couple of goals. I've seen him. He's been out there playing. I think as of recently, he was 
they sent him back to the AHL, which, you know, he's 36 years old, uh, been in the league for a minute. So, you know, this is, uh, it's one of those weird trades. Like I, I don't, it just, it doesn't seem like that's the type of player you would send for Andre's case. Uh, maybe I'm wrong in thinking that. Egan, well, anyone? I mean, with that, with Bacchus, <laughs> he's, he's Bacchus has kind of been injured this entire year and playing down in the AHL, right? So, yeah, this to me it came off as AHL, AHL. I guess whatever injury Bacchus has and and level he's playing at, they don't think he's ever going to be the top star he once was, specifically with the St. Louis Blues. So, I, you know, to me it's just a cap dump. Seemed like a cap dump to me. Fair, fair point. Fair point. I'm trying to look at the uh, career statistics here of uh, Andre's case. Uh, not a whole while lot. You're, while you're doing that, while while you're doing that, Keegan, do you have any thoughts on the uh, the two devil the two big trades uh, from the Devils? I mean, it's it's weird to see Green, you know, not in the Devils uniform. Um, but I mean, hey, good for him. You know, I hope he I hope he enjoys his time there. Um, who was the other trade again? The other trade was Blake Coleman, who was the top scorer for the Devils, and yeah, uh, basically was... their return was Nolan Foot, a first round pick. I think he was drafted thirty thirtieth or thirty first overall um, by Tampa. So it's it basically they got two first round draft picks essentially because they got a first round prospect and a first round draft pick for Blake Coleman who I think had 22 goals. Yeah, I mean that's a weird one. I wouldn't. Uh, I probably wouldn't have traded him, but it's weird. The devils are, you know, like you said, the devils are in that rebuilding time frame. So maybe that's what they're doing. It's a very yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I actually, I actually thought that Tampa got fleeced a little bit just because they're giving up a first round draft pick for a 20 goal scorer. Who's having his best year this year. Who by the time he signs a contract extension, will be on the wrong, like kind of the wrong side of his peak. In a lot of ways. So I had no problem with this trade. I know there's a lot. I mean, I like Blake Coleman a lot, and I'll still cheer for him in Tampa. Very good. Um, the other major one uh, I uh, wanted to talk about, and oh. I kind of uh, – are you – were you not done talking? I think you cut out. No. I, oh. oh, sorry. No, I was just saying he's also really good on penalty kill. He'll do a lot for Tampa. So it's a good trade on both parts. Just giving a first rounder for him and Nolan Foot was kind of a surprise to me. I, I uh, let me just add real quick. Um, speaking of, we talked about Darcy Cooper. Darcy Cooper is actually currently now assigned to Tucson, um, just to kind of until he gets better before they can call him back up. And um, Jean Francois Baub. <laughs> Our, our goalie buddy that really uh, probably will never leave the AHL from Philadelphia got traded to uh, New York and was immediately sent down to Hartford. <laughs> and he was he was traded for and this was this is the greatest thing I've ever read was <laughs> future considerations. 
<laughs> so good on him. Uh, the High Valley, which is, of course, the AHL team for Philadelphia, they ended up getting uh, Louis Zerdergossage, who's a, uh, a right wing. And that's a Tom, fucking name right there. Yeah, yeah right? That's, that's going down a sleeve. <laughs> and uh, they're getting Tom McCollum, which was a uh, another goaltender. He was the backup to uh, Huska when Huska was the starting goaltender for Hartford. So I, I personally, with that trade right there, with Baru being an AHL career, I, I think I think Hartford's making out on that. I think the Rangers organization is making out on that trade. Well, hey, future considerations are a powerful thing. I'm going to start they? saying that. Can I can I <laughs> to, just give to, you something to... for future considerations? <laughs> <laughs> are they? It sounds like the Flyers just kind of got fleeced for a goaltender by the Rangers. That's how I took it. Well, you can get like a fifth round fucking pick for an HL player or something. Future considerations. Um, I hate that terminology. I like it. I'm going to start using it in daily conversations. Like, oh, you want me to go pick that up? I'll do that for future considerations. You know if, what? If the if the future if the future consideration is you guys get Kreider for like a third round pick and they take on Justice <laughs> Spears contract, um, and some weird magic happens and you guys get Kreider heading into the playoffs, then fuck yeah, that's a good for future consideration. But it's the <laughs> Rangers, so the future consideration is probably like the next book rights to a Sean Avery novel or some oh, bullshit. Fuck that! I don't want that. Sean uh, I will tell you right book. now. They got fleeced. Uh, McCollum, he's a decent goaltender. He's not great. However, he is definitely decent. Um, but Zerder Gossage, he has a career total of four goals over two years. Ooh. Out of 30 games with two goals coming in each season. So you got fleeced. You got got, Philly. Sorry. You got got. Well, what are you going to do? Shouldn't have called those, in the favor yet. Not those future considerations, though. That's all I care about. Like I, like I said, this is also coming from the guy that's going to yell so hard if they make an in-division trade for Kreider or some shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm That's the future consideration. He's going to call us fucking drunk and raving about it. Like, ah, you fucking idiots. What are you doing? <laughs> Keegan, where are you? I'm outside Madison Square Garden right now. <laughs> Let me talk to the GM. I just want to talk to him. I'm burning jerseys, boys. I'm burning jerseys. All right. And then uh, Brendan Dillon of the San Jose Sharks went to the Washington Capitals, which is a move a lot of people saw coming. Uh, great player, obviously. I think he's going to fit in well with the uh, with the Capitals. Which I don't, yeah, I don't really follow good. them all that much, just where they are in the standings good trade for the capitals it just shores things up a little bit and they need that because the penguins have looked like the pure dominant team in the metro yeah. and that pickup of zucker by them was man uh is looking like a brilliant move right now he scored two goals his first game i think he's going to be a great player for them and you have to worry about malkin and crosby passing to him so uh fuck the metro the rest of the league i guess that's going to suck for everybody else too true too true. All right. And uh, I guess we'll move on to, um, I don't know. I kind of want to talk about the, the anniversary of the Miracle on Ice, um, which, if you guys don't know, this is a topic we have covered in depth on this on this podcast. We did a, did a whole series on hockey versus communism, and this was the final episode of that. But, yeah, 40 years ago, 
the uh, underdog United States men's hockey team beat the fucking Soviet Union in the Olympics and then went on to win gold. So it's uh, I would I would still throw it up there as probably one of the greatest moments in all of sports. Uh, Al Al Michaels saying, "Do you believe in miracles?" is probably my number one favorite thing a sportscaster has ever said. Um, I just I want to I, Chris, I know you and I have talked about this when we did our episode. But Keegan, what are your uh, what are your thoughts on this? Oh oh, on the miracle on the ice. Yes. Oh my God, one of the biggest. One of the biggest moments in the USA hockey history, you know, nine out of 10 times Soviet Union's going to, you know, spank our ass, slap us down. Boys, this was that one time, like, you know, like to this day, to this day, the amount of times I quote. Oh, miracle on the ice. You know, like it, the, the amount of times that comes up in just average conversation with people that may, might not even watch hockey. Everyone knows the miracle on the ice game. Everyone knows it. It's it's such a big part of our hockey history because it was it's not like it's not like uh, it's not like the basketball in the Olympics. Like we don't no one. No one is like, oh, yeah, did you hear America won gold in basketball in the Olympics? Yeah, No shit, jackass. You know, but. <laughs> Duh, you know this is this was that time where we were like, yo, did you guys hear what USA beat the Soviet Union? No, they didn't. Whatever. And then yeah, no, they did. Oh my god, I wasn't even alive, but god damn it, I remember it vividly. I still get like I'll watch Miracle, man. It never loses its flavor with the way they shot that movie. Um, just an incredible movie, an incredible story. Uh, Chris, any more thoughts that we haven't already talked about a billion times with this team? I mean, like, just give us a different quote from the game if you're talking about it. <laughs> that would be my thought. I've seen a lot of posts on this. Give us some good old Herb Brooks quotes. That's, that's give us what a herbism. Really you guys look like a bunch yeah. of monkeys trying to hump a doorknob out there. <laughs> you were born to be... <laughs> what is the one? He's, he has this great one. You're playing worse every day, and right now yeah. you're playing like it's next month. <laughs> yeah, you play worse every day, or... Uh, yeah. You, you want to? You think this team has enough to win on talent alone? You don't have enough talent to win on talent in the whole alone. <laughs> Herb Brooks will forever be one of the greatest coaches ever, just because of the shit he said. Yeah, he's fucking great. We've done. I don't want to talk too much about it because we spent so much time on previous episodes, and I definitely encourage you if you're listening to this. And I know it seems like a long way back if you go back to where were you like 23 episodes deep. Yeah, listen we're, yeah, we're of, getting up there, dude. <laughs> listen to all of hockey, uh, Canada versus Russia, or uh, the world versus Russia, and, and everything we did with Miracle on Ice and the Summit Series. It's all really good stuff and really in-depth. Um, and we did a lot of research on that, and I think we did a pretty good job of uh, giving a synopsis. And, and It's just great hockey stories. It really is. Um, and isn't that what this, pound, this podcast was founded on, great hockey stories? No, I, mean, I, I will say the Russian coach uh, made some very fucking ill decisions in that game. That uh, yeah, pulling a goalie. Called, <laughs> yeah, maybe pulling the one of the greatest goalies of all time. Probably <laughs> not the best move a coach has ever had. Um, but yeah, it's a great moment. It's great if you've seen Miracle. It's it's fun to watch. But actually, I encourage you to go back and watch the game because the commentary and even the fan reaction the crowd and 
and what it meant to America. And you think about the fact that we're still in the Cold War and uh, like everything that Rocky Four demonstrated is actually just Miracle on Ice. So if you like Rocky Four, like watch Miracle, watch the actual game, listen to things around it and appreciate how much it meant to the country itself at winning this big event. Yeah, absolutely. Cannot be stated enough how much this meant uh, to America, to the sport of hockey, and, you know, to future Olympics. This was a crowning moment for that. And we'll stay on the nostalgia train, and we'll talk about, uh, we'll go back to the Islanders and talk about Mr. John Tonelli, who just had his jersey retired, if you didn't know. John Tonelli is a four-time Stanley Cup champion with the Islanders when they went on that fucking beautiful run that they did uh, back in the 80s. Just all around incredible hockey player, well deserved. Uh, I love watching Jersey retirement ceremonies. They always do such a good job. I think Jerome McGinley's will always be my favorite, though. So, uh, what are your guys' thoughts on Mr. Tonelli? Ah, uh, you know, I can't say anything bad about the guy. You know, I really can't as much as I want to. I mean, poor um, rings. What are you gonna say? <laughs> you know, yeah. Where's mine? Um, you know, hey. You know, great job. Absolutely wonderful. I mean, <laughs> he definitely he was joined because uh, he was uh, inducted into the Hall of Fame, too, uh, that night, I believe. Right. Yeah. You know, he was he was joined on stage with some of the biggest names and his former teammates. I mean, Bob Nystrom, uh, Brian Trottier, yeah, Dennis Potvin. Like, OK, you know what? Yeah, he's he's one of the greats. Definitely definitely go should be you know he he earned his spot with those guys and how many times when you're talking about the rangers does somebody bring up potvin you know yeah it's <laughs> a fair so point you're, you're gonna hear tonelli's name now too especially because i think a lot of people kind of forgot about him um because he was more of a, a feeder than he was you know the actual goal scorer um but definitely uh definitely great job you know it, it it's beautiful absolutely couldn't agree with you more chris what are your uh, thoughts i mean the stats alone are kind of absurd for this player um 206 goals and 338 assists and 594 regular season games let's just call him a ridiculous fucking player even for the time player the time period <laughs> 1978 to 86 uh, great fucking player, well deserved. They they've been doing this for the Stanley Cup teams from '80 to '83. I like that they're doing this as Islanders, kind of harkening back to how great they were during that time period. And uh, if you listen to the previous podcast, I, I always tell the story about the Islanders beating uh, Edmonton and Edmonton looking like uh, Wayne Gretzky walking past the room. It's it's in Wayne Gretzky's book also walking past the room and, and them acting like they've been there before, like nonchalantly winning the cup. They're like icing their <laughs> knees and shit. Like <laughs> this isn't a big deal. This is another fucking game. Um, great. I, I want to see all, I, I would love for them just to, for that team and the main parts of that team, they should all be retired just because of, yeah, it's a, it's a, what was it? Three in a row, 80 to 83. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. three championships in a row. Like, there's very few teams that are able to pull that off. You might no. see a back-to-back, but three in a row. I don't know that we'll ever see that with a parity in the league again. 
No. Um, so if they decide to entire like retire the entire core roster of that team, I have absolutely no problem with it. Well deserved, great fucking player. Um, good move on the Islanders. The the non good move on the Islanders is the fact that like Billy Joel is also retired next to these numbers, kind yeah. of in a celebrity wing. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to hear Islanders. no piano man. <laughs> The song's called fucking Piano Man. Why is there so much fucking harmonica? Exactly. It's not called Harmonica Man. Get it together, Billy Joel. You look like Darth Vader without the mask on. Whoa. I don't like Billy Joel. Damn. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't even I don't even <laughs> hate Billy Joel. I just think it's weird that his numbers retired because he's from Long Island. It's like a weird flex. Like the devils don't retire fucking Bruce now, Springsteen's. I thought he was numbers. from Allentown. Because he's he wrote that song Allentown, so I just assumed he's from Allentown. Nope, not from Allentown. He's fucking Long Islander, which fucking makes sense yeah. for him. But like I said, like the Devils aren't fucking retiring Bruce Springsteen's numbers. Like, Can you imagine if they song. get though fucking retired Bon Jovi's number? <laughs> <laughs> well, God, I might change that Bon Jovi come that. play every game. That would be the thing that pushed me over the edge to become a fucking Rangers fan. <laughs> they fucking retire Bon Jovi's numbers. <laughs> you see Bon Jovi walk up onto the ice the one time, you're like, ah, well, time to hang it up. He doesn't he even have a number. It's just it's just that weird little red square with the weird smiley face. <laughs> <laughs> have a nice day. <laughs> I just, I fucking call Keegan and I'm like, hey, can you send me one of your mini Lundquist jerseys? <laughs> I'm just crying. <laughs> I can't be a fan of this fucking anymore. team anymore. <laughs> They brought Bon Jovi out. <laughs> For a fucking yeah, new racist. Fucking bring Skid Row out, man. Fucking it's bring Skid Row and it's all good. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I'm good with that. Thanks, Skid don't... Row. <laughs> but, but could you imagine, like, a fucking Bruce Springsteen jersey right there next to Ken Danko, Scott Stevens, Patrick Elias, and Martin Brodeur? Like, get Ugh. fucked. Like, they're retiring all these legends, and then on the background we see like Billy Joel's jersey. It's like, fuck, is this shit? <laughs> it's Ugh. an embarrassment. It is uh, not. I good. mean, like that team needs any more embarrassments. They can't even decide what fucking arena they're playing in ninety percent of the time. Oh, this is fuck the shit on uh, is a render podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, but I will say a hearty fuck the Barclays Center because it's not a hockey rink. Stop trying to make it a hockey rink. It's not going to happen. That being said, you guys have Andy Green, so do really well in the playoffs. Yes. But also, <laughs> fuck the Barclays. So get your shit together. Get it done. And with that, we will move on to just, just the last little bit of trade buzz, because I know Chris brought it in, uh, in kind of late. Uh, Joe Thornton is considering leaving the San Jose Sharks, which you guys don't know, Jumbo Joe. <laughs> He started out as a Bruin, but I will forever see the man as a San Jose Shark because he's been there with them for a long time. Uh, that being said, uh, Chris brought up a good point. Uh, maybe he decides to go to Boston to finish out his career. Because honestly, I'm looking at this in every light possible. I just I don't see him coming back again next year. Uh, you know, him, Zdeno, Charna, they're they're all getting up there in age. Uh, and with that, you know, you lose speed, you lose some of your power. Not saying anything bad about Jumbo Joe. I'd love the guy to death. Absolutely do. Uh, but I think I think it's a real Ross the Boss Ray move time uh, to think to go back to your, your place where you started from and finish out. What are your guys' thoughts? 
Keegan, you can go first on this one. Yeah, I mean, definitely, uh, definitely think he's going to go somewhere. You know, just like he said, he doesn't feel this is his last year. You know, it, it's not, it's not a last hurrah type thing. You know, and those are his words. So I definitely see him going somewhere where he has a better, a better chance at a cup. Um, definitely, you know, I'm not going to say that San Jose is bad. No, but they're definitely just a bad season. Yeah, it's they're they're just I don't know. I feel like uh, I feel like it's going to be a while before they are a a true Stanley Cup contender. Um, you know, flat out. Uh, at least right now with their current team. So yeah, Thornton going to a different team. I I, I feel like he's gonna uh, he's gonna do that. He's gonna wave his claws and go find a spot that he can actually make a solid run for the cup. Absolutely. And I I wouldn't be mad at him either. You know, as he as he does as he is getting up there, he's still playing. He's still he's still doing. Relatively good, you know, out of the 60 games with the Sharks being 26 and 30, he's got two goals and 23 assists. So he's definitely, definitely a feeder man. But uh, I, I, I wouldn't be mad if he moved at all. I totally understand it. Absolutely. Chris, what are your thoughts? My thing about him is there's only one place you can really trade him to, which is Boston. Yeah. Yep. And he. And that is going to involve San Jose eating some of the cap, more than likely. And maybe they get a second round pick next year and a prospect would be the guess of what that trade would look at. That being said, the thought of of Jumbo just being completely done, like he can't turn the Jets on. Half of that roster is injured right now in San Jose. I think that's something people should keep in mind with Hurdle uh, and and multiple. I, I think Carlson's also injured. Um, it's a rough looking team. Everyone on that team's having a down season. It's not just Joe Thornton. Like, everyone can point to the age and maybe he's lost a step, whatever. Fine. People said that about Yager. He's went other he went other places and had great seasons up until he was like forty two or whatever. So if they make that move, to me they become very, very fucking formidable on power play <laughs> in the postseason. Because you're going to have Patrice Bergeron, you're going to have Jumbo Joe being able to feed pucks to the two highest goal, I think two highest goal scorers in the league, maybe they've gotten passed at this point, but Pasternak and Marchand, right? So you can stack that, you can stack that power play up, it's going to look real fucking nice, you still got the cannon from the point with Chara. And Jumbo Joe, I mean, he's been to the Stanley Cup before. He's a veteran presence. He's someone can bring in. It will cost them a lot, but if they think this is the last chance to get Charlie a cup, this is the last run with the team that they have, maybe not a bad trade. That is literally the only place I can see him going to, though. And I, I see his name thrown out there in trade rumors all the time. I just don't – he doesn't fit anywhere but Boston makes sense. He goes back to his hometown, has a shot at the cup. He can play a deep player on that team. He doesn't have to be the number one center. He doesn't, there's a lot of shit that he doesn't have to do, but can still be very effective. And Boston, when they made the cup run with Yager, I think that is a good example of what you can do with that kind of player, right? So Yager in the playoffs was actually pretty good. 
um, when he was rocking the. Uh, if you're a Yager fan, you know he had he had the Lemmy going on, like what I like to call the Lemmy beard when he played oh, for yes. Boston. So uh, yeah, Mullet like, Man, you gotta call him Mullet Man. Mullet Man, yes, the Mullet Man himself. Um, <laughs> so if he's gonna go anywhere, I think that'd be there. Otherwise. I don't want to say he's going to hang up the boots because everyone said that about Yager for so many years and then he would end up somewhere like Florida and score 30 goals or he'd end up in like New Jersey and score like 28, 30 goals. It's just, he's still a good player. (laughs) I don't think he's that bad. My hot take with Yager, I think if you play any NHL alumni team in NHL 20, you will find him on that roster. I'm pretty sure he's played for every single NHL team. (laughs) For for reason. (laughs) It's just... That guy that's been around the league. We love Yogs to death. I'm sorry I called him Mullet Man that one time though. Uh, do you think Do you think Yager is pissed off because he took that extended period of time off? So probably. That he never got close to Gretzky's record, even though, like, technically, if you put in how many goals he was scoring during that time period, he probably would have gotten there. Which is something no one's talking about. Well, no, because because he shuffled around the league so much that he was never really consistent with one place. But then you look at the stats and the numbers still add up, you know? Well, it's not even incredible player. If you look at Yager's career, he literally left the NHL. They had to vote him back in. Yeah. So that that's the other thing is that there is like a period of time where he goes from the NHL, I believe, to the KHL. Yeah. Um, And not because of skill, just a hard dump off. There's uh, one, two, three. And four years, no, five years, actually, maybe even six, 94. Well, just kind of there for a little bit. Uh, Four or five years there where he was scoring goals and wasn't part of the NHL. So that's uh, if he's the closest, I think, to Gretzky right now. So if you put that in consideration. Hey, maybe there's a reason he's been getting jacked. He's just going to come back and beat the record. <laughs> he's going to wait till Oveshkin beats him, and he's like, I am not done. He's going to be like 60. <laughs> yeah, the final boss. You have to beat Yager. He's 80 years old and he's still out there skating around fast as fuck. Yeah, you fuckers haven't even seen Yager's final form. <laughs> yeah. Old man Yager. Uh, oh, shit. Yeah, that kind of went on but, a tirade, but we love Jumbo wow. Joe. And I I would love to see him back in Boston. I don't want to see Boston win the Stanley Cup. So sorry, Jumbo. <laughs> like I just hate Boston that much. But uh, I would I, I would want to see Marshan lift the fucking cup again. Oh my God! Please no. I, I don't know. I have <laughs> Jumbo a... Joe's gonna have to help him lift it. Like oh here you go, bud. <laughs> <laughs> Let me grab that for you. <laughs> he lifts uh. it with his beard. <laughs> his beard just like curls over it and lifts it. Yeah, you get that after like 12 years in the league. You get this awesome beard that can control shit. It's fucking dope. All right. It is time. We all know what you came to this podcast for. You know, if it's not a rivalry we're talking about, it's a great moment in hockey or a great player who happens to show a lot of grit. It is time for the Hall fucking awesome inductee. And this guy, it's been a long time coming. Chris. I'm going to hand the reins over to you because I can't do it justice the way that you can. Oh, man, I don't I don't know that I can do this man justice. Uh, I think you best can. Friends with Bill. Uh, no. So our Hall of Fame nominee, because we all have to induct him, which which may be a, a counterpoint for some Rangers fans out there. Uh, 
We're Flyers fans, actually. We're Flyers fans. No, yes, <laughs> yes, I, I've already, I'm already saying no. <laughs> yeah, you're saying no. God damn it. Um, Mr. Scott Stevens himself, former St. Louis Blues. Little known fact, he actually started with the St. Louis Blues. He he played with Brett Hull, which is kind of crazy to think about, right? Uh, but like in the 99 with him. <laughs> 1991 season, and this is going to even blow everyone's mind. Brendan Shanahan got signed from New Jersey Devils. There were some restrictions on that. The Devils had some compensation. They ended up getting Scott Stevens. He actually refuses to come to training camp. Didn't report until September 26th, according to Wikipedia in 91. And then that was the last bad thing you would ever hear about Scott Stevens on the Devils, because this man is an absolute fucking defensive monster and is the greatest of all time defenseman. Oh, I'm getting hyped. <laughs> Scott Jesus Stevens. Christ, I think your headset's on fire. <laughs> Scott Stevens can single-handedly change a fucking game. And if you don't believe me, watch him play the Detroit Red Wings in 1995. He lays this fucker him. clean out, and it changes the game. It changes everything about the Devils. The whole trap defense is all centered around him and Kandanko and how well they played. They're great fucking players, but Scott Stevens, when he laid the hammer on someone in the blue line, ooh, it was a dirty hit. Of course it was a dirty hit because you're a fan of that team. Scott Stevens laid the wood, murdered a bunch of people, won three Stanley Cups, my favorite defense player of all time. Not enough can be said about this man. He stayed with the same team the rest of his tenure and uh absolute great player and like if, if i don't even you guys are going to talk about this if you want to see a highlight knockout reel in hockey just just google scott stevens top 10 hits just watch that shit it's like watching deontay wilder knock the head off people it's it's ridiculous um now were some of those hits suspect by today's rules <laughs> sure but not by them rule not by those days rules yeah, hit your head also, off, guys. We don't give a shit. <laughs> he murdered also, Eric Lindros. <laughs> and Paul Correa. And he multiple them. <laughs> This man was not playing around. It reminds me of... Uh, oh, man. There, there's just... Victor Green for the New York Jets. Uh, Steve Atwater for the Denver Broncos. It's that kind of lay in the wood. Like, when he would hit people, you knew he was fucking there. This is not like Dion Phaneuf hit a guy, and that was sad. That seemed like a big hit. No, when Scott Stevens hits you, you had to think like your life flashes before your eyes, and you're like, and it was at that moment. He knew he fucked up. That's how hard he hit people, essentially. Um, Also, just a great team player, captain of the Devils, jerseys retired, three Stanley Cups. Uh, gold medalist in the Olympics. Like, I don't, I, what else can I fucking say about Scott Stevens? Absolutely incredible. I, he threw hands with Bob Probert. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Like, not only a tough guy that will hit people, but he's also like, if I don't have fight to, a guy who was hitting people on cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> yes. If I have to, I'll, now, now granted, maybe he didn't win that fight, but he didn't go down. Like, he, <laughs> I imagine Probert took a nice, a nice, uh, a nice snort of coke before he got on the ice to go fight him. Like, fuck, I'm going to need the energy. All right, let's Uh, go. He didn't go down, but at the same time, like, this is a man that played his heart out for the New Jersey Devils after flopping from the Capitals, the Blues, and any of the Devils and not wanting to be there, and then turning that team around, turning that ship around, 
with Ken Danko, him, Martin Brodeur, Patrick Elias, obviously, just the the core fucking unit that is all retired Jersey Devils. One of my favorite players of all time. I've owned four of his jerseys. Scott Stevens, thank you so much for being a devil. I love you. You're the best. Now you guys can talk about Scott Stevens. Now I'm done. How can I follow that? Honestly, <laughs> I mean, uh, guys, for sure. Uh, at least on my ballot, Hall, fucking awesome, absolutely. Uh, as I alluded to, he did in fact murder Eric Lindros. I think he, uh, I think he changed his entire career after that hit. He, uh, I believe, he became an accountant in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Um, hasn't been seen since that hit. Uh, but no, for real, Eric, or fucking Scott Stevens, monster. You know, fucking. Dude never held back. Uh, absolutely worth it. Absolutely fucking should be in the Hall of Fucking Awesome with all the great names we've got in there. Uh, Keegs, what do you think? All right, so... <laughs> uh, where do I begin with Mr. Scott go. Stevens? There uh, we go. I think I'm going to I'm going to go against what everyone is thinking I'm going to say. I'm going to say for this 13-time All-Star with over 2700 minutes in the penalty box to <laughs> to to come out here and still score 196 goals, 712 assists, bro. Bro. Come on now. I can't even be mad at the guy. The guy definitely deserves to be in the Hall of Fucking Awesome. There's nothing I can say that would be relevant to keeping him out. My personal feelings don't matter. Facts don't care about my feelings. And for fuck's sake, he won a gold medal in the Canada Cup. Can't be mad at the guy at all. Absolutely well-deserved. The dude's a fucking hitter. The dude's a fighter. Everything I love about a hockey player, this dude is it. I'm going, yes, absolutely. Open the door, baby. Bring him in. Fuck yeah. All right. So that's it. Scott Stevens. All a fucking awesome now. It's official. He doesn't have to be the bouncer anymore. Yeah, he was the bouncer for so long because we didn't want to uh, bully people into thinking there was two Jersey Devils fans pushing us all in at one time. But uh... (laughs) then that was what was happening. I think we've got a pretty fair balance. All fucking awesome. If I do say so myself. (laughs) It's a devil gate. (laughs) It's a devil gate. Don't don't worry. We'll we'll run out of people real soon. That core team was really good of Ken Danko, Scott Stevens, Martin Murder, um, and Nita Meyer to some extent uh, before he fucked the Devils. Um, I was just getting mad. But uh, yes, congratulations, Scott Stevens, for making the Hall of Fucking Awesome. I know that you will appreciate this the same way that you appreciated making the NHL Hall of Fame. I mean, it's almost as good as an honor, honestly. Yes, it's kind of more of an honor because we have less people in. Exactly. So, it's a very on that. club. <laughs> like 10 people, man. Come on. <laughs> oh, shit. And with that, that has been Skates to Throne. I'm going to hand it over to you guys to give your outros. I think this was a phenomenal episode, and I can't wait to do it again next week. Chris, I'm going to hand it over to you first. Yeah, you can hit me at, at Chris R. Patton on Twitter, at Chris R. Patton on Instagram, and at Christopher.R.Patton on Facebook. Everything is public. Send me your thoughts. If you're a huge Scott Stevens fan, 
definitely send me your thoughts. If you don't like Scott Stevens or you thought that Lindros hit was up high, then fuck off. Don't send me those, but I'll respond to them regardless. Yeah, even I'm saying fuck off to that. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, that's just how the internet works. Um, now, all jokes aside, check out Wrestling Geeks Alliance. Make sure you check out Geek Vibes uh, Nation. I, I actually have been talking about uh, some basketball and stuff with some of the guys and much to do about nothing. And uh, Monday Suck is coming up. I'm sure we'll have a review of this Wilder fight a little bit later. Uh, so yeah, check out all that stuff and then Spotify, obviously YouTube, Radio Public, iTunes. We're getting kind of everywhere. We're, we're oh yeah, this, but we're yeah. fucking everywhere, man. We're like the government. <laughs> we're under your pillow. Thank, thank you for hosting the show, Dakota. It's, it's a good time, and uh, yeah, of course, everyone. I I super enjoyed it as always. Absolutely, Mr. Keegan. You can give your outros now. All right. Well, yeah, absolutely. Thank you all for listening, Dakota. Absolutely wonderful show. Thank you for hosting it, taking the reins and really leading us to the pleasure that was putting Scott Stevens into the uh, Hall of Fucking Awesome. Of course. Uh, Of course. As as always, you can find me on the bird, L-O-L-O underscore Keegan. You can find me on Xbox, L-O-L-O space Keegan. That Lolo Keegan, you know, Lolo with the fofo, knock your dodo. Anyway. Excellent. (laughs) thank y'all for listening another amazing show proud to be here i'm gonna have to do something for it i keep slacking i keep saying i'm gonna do something and i slap down but you know i got two kids give me some give me a break uh it's okay i'm still working on the website (laughs) it'll get there eventually (laughs) no kids zero fucks (laughs) (laughs) all right well that's it for me yeah, and step of, away. of course, and you guys can find me at LaShock Dakota on Twitter. Uh, I fuck around on Reddit sometimes, too, so if I come across you, I'll say hello if you listen to the show. Uh, I just hope you guys have a wonderful week, and I uh, look forward to seeing you guys on next week's episode of Skates to the Throats. Now, you guys have yourself a wonderful week. Take care now.